enjoyed this, this time through the Psalms. I have so thoroughly enjoyed every time I enjoy it, but um, just so so many things. Uh, I could spend the rest of ministry preaching on the Psalms and never not, not exhaust them. Uh, there's just so much to them, and uh, I promise you, if you'll take time to read them prayerfully and thoughtfully, they will be a tremendous blessing to you. And um, so uh, I, I understand and I know that the chapters and verse number uh, system that we have in our Bibles were not inspired by God. These were added after these things were written and the canon of Scripture was put together. And I understand that. I do believe, though, that anything that takes place with regards to God's Word, God aids and helps. I really do believe that. I believe that when the translators translated our King James Bibles. I don't believe they were re-inspired, but I do believe that they were aided by the Holy Spirit in the translation work to keep it without error, and uh, that they were divinely uh, helped and aided along the way. Uh, I don't believe that our chapters and verses are there by mistake either, or that they were just casually or without thought put into place. And uh, it's interesting to me that the middle chapter... Of the Bible, we've spent some time this morning uh, preaching on and talking about and and thinking about praising the Lord. And oh, what a truth! We ought to preach on that so much more than we do. Uh, not because we don't know to do it, but we need to be reminded to do it. And uh, I was listening to a preacher a number of weeks ago, and he made this statement. He said, "The growth in the Christian life is not always just learning something new in Scripture." but it's being reminded of what we already know and doing it. And I thought, boy, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, that sometimes we just need to be stirred up by way of remembrance and um, to have our hearts stirred again to, to be renewed. But the middle chapter in our Bible is Psalm 108. It's the, uh, there's equal number of chapters before it and after it. And it's interesting as we focus kind of today, even in our Sunday school lesson, we were dealing with the fact that um, even then in the dedication time that they were praising God, they were giving thanks and they were singing. And uh, the day has seemed to focus itself uh, as we've gone along on the idea or the topic of giving thanks and praising the Lord uh, for His goodness. We get to Psalm 108. If you will look with me uh, at this chapter, we're going to read it in its entirety. Uh, the psalmist says, O God, my heart is fixed. Notice this, the middle chapter of the Bible, the very center, the very heart of Scripture. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth that thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand, and answer me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and mete out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot over Eden. Will I cast out my shoe? Over Philistia will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, who hast cast us off? And wilt not thou, O God, who go, uh, go, go forth with our hosts? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help, notice this, of man. Does that sound familiar? 
through God, we shall do valiantly. Oh, what a statement. For He it is that shall tread down our enemies. And here in the very center of the Bible, the very heart of Scripture, the theme of praising God, and that we cannot trust man because it is of no help. But we can certainly be strong and valiant in victory when we trust God. Now, if you will, turn with me to Psalm 103. Again, along the idea of the mindset of praising God. And boy, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful thought this is. We found the middle chapter of the Bible, and I want us to look at the middle two verses of Scripture. There's two verses in the middle of Scripture because there are an even number of verses. And uh, so to find the very middle would be in the middle of verses. So we have two verses that are in the middle. And uh, they are Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2, the very middle verses of Scripture. And let's take a moment to look at these. Again, we find this, Bless the Lord. Do we see an overriding theme here? Bless the Lord, O my soul. There's that phrase again, isn't there? And all that is within me, bless His holy name. The this, this second verse that goes along with this is verse number 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now, I want to share just a quick couple of thoughts. We're not going to be very long today. But I want to share a couple of thoughts along this line. The word bless is, is an interesting word. It's not the same word as praise. Obviously, there's a difference. Uh, and the difference between, you know, you say, well, how do you know they're different? And the way I know they're different is because they're spelled differently. They don't use the same letters. So bless the Lord and praise the Lord are two different words. And the word bless in Scripture is used in multiple um, forms, if you will, I guess would be the way to word this, or in multiple meanings. Uh, doesn't mean the same place in every place. I'm going to give you some illustrations of that, and I'm going to show you in Scripture. Uh, if you go to Psalm 1, Psalm 1, the word blessed is the man. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. This word blessed in Psalm 1 deals with uh, the, uh, the grace that is bestowed or the, the things that are given to man, the profitability, the, the, the benefits that are the blessings of God on us the things that we receive, and uh, the goodness of God, His mercy, His grace, uh, material things would be the blessings of God. And in Psalm 1, the word blessed is used in this way. And the way that we know that it's uh, used in different, or what it means in a particular place is by how it is used. We understand the context of Psalm 1, that uh, there are blessings of God that are given to man conditioned upon the things we find in verse number 1 of walking not in the counsel of the ungodly or standing in the way of sinners nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. Verse number 2, but delighting in the law of the Lord. And uh, those, if we meet those conditions, then God tells us that we will have uh, His blessings. And so it deals with God's uh, goodness that He gives to us, His material blessings, His spiritual blessings that He gives and bestows upon us. But if you go to the New Testament... And uh, you find where Jesus, oftentimes, when He would uh, be at a meal, the Bible says that He would take the bread or He would take the cup in, in the issue of the Lord's Supper. And the Bible said that He blessed it. Well, that's not the same usage as we found in Psalm 1. It means something different. And it means to set aside or to consecrate or to make it a special thing. It's, it's set apart. It's sanctified for a particular use. 
And uh, when we come to uh, uh, our meals, oftentimes, because we want to follow the example of what Christ set for us in Scripture, when we come to our meals, uh, we pray oftentimes. And we say, Lord, bless this meal. And what we're saying by that is, set this apart, consecrate it, make it useful to us to help us physically strengthen us so that we can do your work and uh, that, that we will uh, set it apart, giving you glory for providing it for us. We get to this particular psalm, Psalm 103, and we find not the phrase, praise the Lord, but we find the word, bless the Lord. And uh, in this context, I looked up in uh, the uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary, there's a, a multiple number of usages and definitions for the word blessed, and oftentimes in that particular dictionary, they will actually give references of Scripture. Uh, they will say this word means this, and here's a situation or a context that you can find it in. And in a secular dictionary, believe it or not, they use Scripture often to help illustrate the usage of the word. You'll find that multiple times. I think if I remember, there was probably eight or nine different um, ways that the word blessed or bless was used. And often, most all of those had a Scripture associated with it, showing us the usage of it. I was reading through the definitions, wanting to make sure that I was finding the correct usage of the word bless in this particular one. And lo and behold, in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it actually uses Psalm 103, verse 1, as one of the usages. And it says, to praise. And I thought, boy, what an amazing thought. The usage in this point is the same idea that we found in Psalm 146 all the way through Psalm 150 when it says, bless the Lord. Well, we can't give things to the Lord, can we? So it's not dealing with us uh, giving things to Him. Uh, It's not us laying our blessings on the Lord as if we can improve Him in some way or be a help to Him in some way. Uh, The truth is we can't do anything like that. God is uh, self-sustaining. He has need of nothing. So it certainly doesn't mean that. It does not mean that he needs to be set apart or sanctified. He is holy. He is righteous. He doesn't need to be sanctified or set apart. He already is that. He is the epitome of that. And so the usage in this case literally means, and it's an expression to us, an instruction to us, that we're to be giving praise to him, that we're to bless him. Notice several things here that the psalmist writes, and then we're going to be done. We're going to look at these two verses And we'll be done. He says this, Bless the Lord, and I love this phrase, and this phrase we already preached on it once this morning. I'm not going to reiterate all of it again. But the idea of getting to the place where our souls and our hearts are so enthralled with who He is that there's that that emotional groan, if you will. Oh, my soul. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And now I want you to notice this, what the psalmist writes. Some things that we did not deal with this morning, they were kind of understood and implied, but here he finds a place to write specifically to us some things. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and what's the next little three-letter word here? All. All that is within me. Everything that is within me. There's a message I've preached a few times over the years on what, what I uh, look at is the, the right that God has 
over us, His right over us, His claim on us. I've used the acrostic to the word claim. I, I heard a preacher use it. It was a great acrostic years ago, and I've used it a number of times to preach on. And he uses the letter C-L-A-I-M, meaning that Christ has first claim on us and first rights of authority over us. And he used each of the letters to illustrate what areas of life God has every right in. And he used the letter C as he has time over our calendar, or he has right over our calendar. He has full control over that. My time is not my own. It belongs to Him. Uh, people say, well, uh, can you do this or can you do that? And oftentimes we'll answer something along these lines. I'll do it, Lord willing. Meaning, my intent is, but if something that is of God's nature demands my time, it has first precedence. I'll do my best to help you out, but God comes first. And if something comes along that He, he has for me, it may supersede my plans. He has first claim. My life's work, what I do for a living, what I do with my life, belongs to Him. When I come to uh, my day and I look at my calendar, and I think, okay, here's something that I want to do. I know many of us are, are here retired, or many of you are retired at this point, or semi-retired. And, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? It's easy for us to sit back and say, boy, I'd sure like to do this, 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 and this. The truth is, uh, that belongs to the Lord. Ask Him what He wants you to do with it. Lord, what do you want me to do? I've got now these years left. I'm only going to have so many of them that my life will continue to have the vibrancy to be able to do some things. What do you have in store for me? What ministry do you want me involved in? What work do you have for me? Our life's work, our life's calling. Uh, our attitude and our affections. Our attitude and our affection. Where's our heart? He has full control over my heart. In fact, the Bible says, and the psalmist said this, uh, he is the one that searcheth and trieth the reins of the heart. He's the one that has control of them. Uh, he's the one that is, is the only one that can understand it. The Bible says our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And the answer to that is only God. He's to have my heart, my affection. So, uh, Colossians 3 says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. My affection is to be set on Him, not on the things I want it on. It belongs to Him. The letter I is our income, those things that we have. How much of our income belongs to God? All of it. He, he's the one that gave it to us. It all belongs to Him. There's nothing I have that He has not given me. You say, oh, Brother Greg, I, I worked hard for that, and I labored, and I got it. Okay, who gave you the health? Who gave you the strength? Who gave you the grace to wake up each day and breathe and do the work and the labor? It belongs to Him. He's the one that allowed us to accomplish it. He's the one that, that supplied it. And then our minds, our minds, lastly, our minds, it belongs to Him. And the psalmist says this, and I thought of that as I was reading this passage about those areas of my life, my calendar, my life's work, my attitude and affections, my income, and my mind. I can say all of those things in one three-letter word that we find here in verse number 1. And all that is within me. That, all, that fully encompasses all of that, doesn't it? That means in my time, or my calendar, in my life's work, in my attitude and affections, in my income, in my mind, in all of those areas, all that is within me, what am I supposed to be doing according to Psalm 103.1? In all of those areas, I'm supposed to be blessing His name. I'm supposed to do it 
to give praise to God. Uh, my dad was in a meeting a number of years ago, and uh, the preacher that was preaching at the time, he got up and he made this statement. I don't know if it was original with him or not. He, he, I've heard this used a number of times and read it several times in even some older writings. And so I'm not sure this preacher was, it was original thought with him, but this is where my dad heard it from. The preacher got up and he made this statement. He said, all that I am and all that I shall ever be, I owe only to the glory of God. The truth is, I am what I am today because of God's glory and God's grace. And so all that is within me, I owe to give praise to Him. The psalmist says, bless the Lord with all my soul and all that is within me, bless His holy name. To, to take my heart, and in every area, in every area of life, to give Him praise. By the way, that may change the way we live our lives. Can I give praise to God in every area of my life? Think back to what I did this week. Are there some things that maybe I would be embarrassed to try to give God the praise with and tie His name to it? You think the psalmist is maybe telling us a lesson here? He says, All that is within me, bless His holy name. My life is to be lived in such a way that in every area I bring praise and glory to Him and I bless His name. Look at verse number 2. The Bible says, Bless the Lord. Here's that phrase again, O my soul. And forget not all His benefits. I heard a preacher this week. I was, I was listening to some things. I heard a preacher say this thing. We forget the good... And we remember the bad. That's human nature. You ever notice that? When good things happen, we tend to forget those over time quickly. But boy, those bad things, we not only do we remember them, but we hold on to them. And when something doesn't go our way, we're quick to recall them. Um, I think we all understand what is meant when I use the term holding a grudge. We may, as God's people, oftentimes say, uh, that person did me wrong and I'll forgive them, but I'll never forget. What are we saying by that? We're saying, you know, I'll go on with my life, but I'm always going to live with what they did to me on my heart. And it's always going to affect my future reaction to them. Can I tell you this? We have a tendency to remember the bad things. The psalmist, I think, here is trying to teach us something. We need to not forget the good things. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, there's that word again, His benefits. What is it that we remember and what is it that we forget? I'll be real frank and real transparent with you. I'm a pastor. I love reading the Bible. I love preaching the Bible. I love working with people. I'll be honest with you. I'm a human just like anybody else. And far too often in my life, I find myself remembering the bad and forgetting the good. Isn't that amazing? The flesh has that tendency. We oftentimes hold a grudge with people, but have you ever, have you ever done, thought of this? Oftentimes we hold a grudge against God. Oh, no, Pastor, no. I would never hold a grudge against God. Well, don't we? That time that we're going through some valleys and some trials, God, I can't believe you're putting me through this right now. And He brings us through it. Isn't that a wonderful thing? 
And a year or two down the road, maybe several months down the road, another valley comes. Oh boy, here it comes again. What did I just do? I just remembered He let me go through it before, and here we go again. Well, I would never hold a grudge against God, don't we? We tend to, don't we? By, by the way, it's something for us to recognize, but it is the flesh that does that. Don't think you're unusual in that. We all do it. What the psalmist is saying here, don't forget the good things. In fact, remember them so well that in everything we bless His name. And he says in verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. I was uh, listening to a fellow by the name of Frank Hamrick. This was back when I was probably, oh my, probably 21, 22 years old. And so that was, that's getting to be longer and longer ago. And uh, he was making a comment. He said, you know, as, as God's people, there ought to be something that we, we have in our life that helps us to remember the providence of God in our life. And uh, he, he recommended that people have a book that they kept, a, a journal of some sort. And when God gave a blessing, when God did something uh, productive in our lives, God uh, blessed us, if you will, to write that down and to put the date by it and to write the circumstances surrounding it and to review it often because our memories do not seem to hold up under the good things that God does for us. It's amazing to me that when God is faithful, it strengthens my faith the next time I go through a valley, but only if I can remember it. Only if I've rehearsed it in my heart. Only if I think often of God's goodness to me and God's faithfulness to me and God's deliverance to me. And so the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, all His benefits. Isn't it interesting to you? I know it is to me. At the very center of our Bible, whether it be the chapter or the verses that are the very middle, lift Him up. It's all about praising God and thanking God for who He is. Oh, that we could learn this lesson. I know we've preached on it this morning. The truth is we could preach on it from now till eternity and never do it full justice. I wonder how often we need to be reminded of this. We're quick to remember the valleys. Are we quick to remember His benefits? You know how many things happen that we gloss over and we do not recognize? We do not consciously think, Boy, God sure was good to me there. I want my son to see in my life God working. I want him to know that that when we, when we have something happen in a day's time and something that is beneficial to our family or our lives, that God did that. I want my son to say, my dad is a dad who God loves him because he's working in my dad's life and I can see it. It's not going to happen if I don't look at it and say, that was God's blessing on my life. That was His benefit to me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. I hope that will help us as we go through our week this week and as we look.
week after week at the rest of the life that God gives us here on this earth, that we will be often reminded, that we will often review, we will often reflect on the goodness of God. There's many benefits, there's many blessings to us, for they are many. Let's not forget them. All right? Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for the blessings that You give to our lives. We're thankful for Your goodness. Lord, we want to praise You. We want to bless Your name. We want to lift You up to a lost and a dying world, a world that needs to see You. Lord, our world is so tired of seeing Christians who, for whatever reason, do not show forth the mighty hand of God in their life. Lord, we are thankful today that You show Yourself strong, that You bless our lives daily, that You give many, many benefits, many, many blessings to us every day. Lord, may we not forget them. May we reflect upon them. May we be reminded of them. And may we get to the place that we say, I want to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, I want to bless the Lord. Help us. Dismiss us now with Your blessings. And may we go through this week with Your praise upon our lips. May we be able to show forth in this dark world the wonderful light and the glorious gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, you know what? We were going to just say, let's take.